0: Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley, and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013, where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space, and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome back to the of Strength Podcast. I am coming to you with a topic that has kind of been not kind of, it has been influenced by conversations that I've been having recently, but the reason I'm like talking about it in this weird tone is because I feel like it's something, it's like a, a known concept that's morphed into something else, so where do I start with this, oh my gosh, so you'll notice that the title of this podcast is what's the thing with always being available dot dot dot, Now, let's get this out there. You know, when I first got into the industry, and actually not that long ago, um, it was like this thing that having 24-7 support was like it. You know, people would advertise um, that, like, as a selling point, as a value inclusion, that they gave 24-7 support. And I've actually done an episode on this previously that you don't have to be giving, you know, 24-7 support. But I actually think that this notion of having and giving 24-7 support. Like I do feel like people are like, you know what, yeah, no. Um, like I get that and they're starting to have quote-unquote boundaries in place around it but it's like morphed into something else and it's morphed into like being available um, and especially with so many coaches now doing either fully online as well or doing a combination of both face-to-face and online. I feel like this hyper-connectivity um, is like the new 24-7 support but it's, called, it's, it's like renamed as being available for our clients. Um, And it's something that I think a lot of coaches and business owners struggle with because if they're not always available, which can feel different to being 24-7 support, which I'll explain a little bit more, if they're not available, then it's the same kind of thoughts and feelings that come up about their service level, about their clients dropping off, about clients not being satisfied, blah, 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 blah. When in reality, that's not the case whatsoever. So if we go back to kind of that conversation around like 24-7 support, um, fuck, I remember when I got into the industry, this was like clients would message you, right, with um, questions and it'd be like, especially when I first got into the industry, it'd just be like dumb questions and I was hesitant to say dumb questions because that notion of like well not every question is silly but yeah there are some fucking dumb questions and (laughs) it'd be questions that would be dumb that like people could look up themselves right but this notion of having a coach so that you could ask your coach anything else and like taking full responsibility away from you the client there was a lot of dumb questions and as I stayed longer in the industry and realized that this 24-7 support ain't fucking it man and it's just fucked because then it doesn't teach clients anything. It's it can create a lack of autonomy or a lack of responsibility with clients. Like I think a lot of coaches are beginning to see. You know what? Like I fucking get that, and it's just draining as fuck. But what I mean about like what's this thing with wanting to be available all the time? Because we have so many platforms in which we respond to clients, or you know, clients send us lifting videos or communicate with different cl- with with us through different mediums. It's like we have this fear. Feeling that we have to be available all the time even though we might not respond 24-7. So I'll give you an example. Um, I've got a couple of new clients, um, new coaches that I'm working with that, you know, they have got elements of both face-to-face and online coaching. And then another one that I'm thinking specifically of is an online coach, specifically. And so if we use that example of being an online coach, like the mediums in which you play in, you know, these platforms, right? It might be WhatsApp, it might be Facebook Messenger, Instagram, um, you know, insert whatever, training app coach, blah, 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 blah true coach, train heroic, blah, blah, whatever. Um, they've just got this feeling that because they're in an online space, they have to always be available. But yet when a client like sends them a message at 9 p.m., they don't respond, right? Because they're like, no, you know what? I've got boundaries to keep in place. I'm not going to respond at 9 p.m. But the same fucking time, they're reading these messages at 9 p.m. So, they're like making themselves available for their mental real estate for these clients and although they might not be responding at 9 p.m these clients are taking up their headspace on Friday 9 p.m and it just gives the coaches a feeling of like ugh, like I'm always on even though they're actually not responding and they're trying to quote-unquote impose boundaries but the coaches are shitting all over their own boundaries because they're still opening these apps at 9 p.m and having a look at these messages even though they're not responding. So I think there is a new thing from the 24-7 support that's morphed into, you know, being available to clients all the time, and when coaches think that they need to be available to clients all the time, or even business owners feeling available to everyone in their business, like staff, clients, face-to-face, any kind of people that are maybe contractors or whatever, um, you know, coaches and business owners thinking that they have to be available to everyone else that's associated with your business. It's like, there's just constant mental mind tabs that open. And like, the thing is that people, clients, staff, contractors, anyone you're dealing with will respond in their own time, right? So I know that fuck, if I was doing something and I was like on an email on a Sunday, cause I wanted to respond to some emails and it worked for me, I would respond to some emails, but I genuinely don't expect that person that I'm talking to, whether it's a contractor, um, to like, go ahead and respond on a Sunday, but that time worked for me to respond, so therefore I'm going to do it. And sometimes what can happen is that coaches and business owners can go, oh, well, these people don't respect my boundaries, but it's like, hang on, no, fuck, you're the one that's not respecting your boundaries because you're the one that's opening your platforms and then expecting everyone else to be on your fucking timetable or respect these, you know, invisible boundaries that no one knows anything about. So it's just, I think when... (laughs) when people are feeling always available, like it comes back to you, the business owner, you, the coach of going, well, what are your boundaries? What are your, um, like, what is your code of conduct as a coach and your code of conduct as a business owner to go, you know what, like, this is on me because you cannot expect people to know every fucking boundary that you have and then navigate their life around you. That's actually quite selfish. Like, you're actually asking someone else to go, you know what, like, know me, know my boundaries, respect that, but they're living their own life. I've got you know, like I'm a multiple business owner, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, like I'm going to do shit when I get time sometimes, right? And I don't for one fucking second think about how that's going to impact someone else's boundaries when I'm sending an email. 100% I can understand when it's like calling someone. So if it's out of business hours, I would not be texting someone or calling someone because for a boundary perspective, I understand that. But if it's a platform that the person on the other end has to open that platform up, e.g. an email, a Facebook messenger, um, a WhatsApp group or whatever, anything like that, like that is on that person that is opening those platforms up outside of quote unquote business hours. So when it comes to this thing of like, why are we always available? If you're feeling like you're always available, but then you're trying to impose some boundaries, I want you to like turn the fucking mirror around and be like, what is going on? Like, why am I actually feeling like this? Why do I feel like I have to respond now? Um, Why am I, like, shitting on my own stuff and, like, opening these platforms in the first place? Because if you're opening these things in the first place and then not responding, but then sitting there and it's taking up this brain space, right, it's just as fucking bad as responding, in my opinion, and it will take up as much real estate as the actual responding itself, okay? Because what? You know, you you open up an email, you open up a message messenger, a client says something, an email comes through, even though you might not have to deal with it straight away, it's going to live in your head and it might live there for the fucking weekend. So it's up to you to have these boundaries in place for yourself. It's up to you to have these different platforms to support yourself. Um, And like we've played around with different platforms in my business to be able to, you know, still send messages. But again, it's on the other person to open up those platforms or not. Um, We used to use Facebook messenger a lot to send messages, but I just decided that I, I didn't really want to have that anymore because Facebook is associated with the personal, personal stuff, right? Like you go on Facebook, I go on Facebook messenger to talk to my friends in New Zealand. Um, I go on Facebook messenger specifically for that. So if I was then going on to speak to my friends in the weekend and then there's messages coming through, it was just like tangled up. So we created, um, a new, a new channel. Well, we didn't create it. We went on to Slack, the actual program of Slack. And that's the only thing that we use it for is Slack is only used for business stuff. Um, and, and you know, if I've got something like last night, something popped in my, into my head, and there's a Slack channel, management channel, and I sent through a message to the management channel, um, it's not going to get like pulled up there's no notifications for people on it and if they've got notifications on it that's not on me um that's on the other person but it's like slack channel is just for business perspective so it only really needs to be responded to in business times however when I've got something that I've remembered that's come up and it might be fucking 9 p.m on a Sunday I'm gonna send it through because I've remembered but I also know that it's on that other person to go you know what like I don't need to open it and so they just don't and that's one really cool thing about us like compartmentalizing and putting only business things into Slack, we're not going on Slack for any other personal things, right? Like, I don't go on Slack for anything to do with my friends. It's literally only business perspective. It's not even anything around clients. So, all client stuff um, is either in WhatsApp for lifting and then Voxer for my mentories um, and then like Slack for business chat. So, that means that Facebook is left alone. Um, that means that Instagram is left alone. And it means that I can interact with people on those other platforms in the way that I want to. Um, Same with email. Email is only for business things. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't sent a personal email to anyone in a very long time. So if I'm opening my emails on the weekend or I'm opening Slack on the weekend, that's on me. Like, that's got nothing to do with anyone else. Like, people can still send messages, right? So I just think if you're feeling like, oh, you know, what's this thing with always being available? Have a look at the the platforms that you're using. Have a look at the quote unquote boundaries. Are they actually boundaries or are they just fucking self-imposed, wishy-washy? things that you're trying to call boundaries. I've actually done an episode on that also. Um, and then put the mirror back to yourself and go, well, why do I feel like I always have to be available? Um, is it that because you feel like you have to be available so that you're providing the best service? Um, so clients feel like you're there all the time. And then if you're not there, they might find value elsewhere. Like I can f- I can fucking tell you this now, that if you were to go and ask your clients you know, why do you even come to me? Uh, There might be obviously a level of them saying, yeah, like I love the support, but I genuinely don't think if you're a good fucking coach that gives good quality technique and support that they're saying, I come to you because you're available for me 24-7. And if they fucking do, they need a therapist, not a fucking coach. Like, So it's just think about these things, right? Like, Really, really consider why you're always feeling like you need to be available. Are you trying to live in a scope for your clients that isn't appropriate? Are you trying to save them for certain things? Are you trying to make yourself feel fucking better? Are you trying to fill voids for yourself? Because there's so many other things that can come up when it comes to you always feeling like you have to be in that space Um, and I can guarantee you the deeper that you get into addressing why you always feel like you have to be available that's going to be the clue that's going to be the thing that you need to follow so that you don't always have to be available and actually do the things to open that mental real estate and like have your mental real estate occupied all the time so I'm telling you this now like it's fucking exhausting when I first became a coach that's what I thought you had to do Um, you know I had I thought you had to do it because everyone was like advertising that they were 24/7 all this kind of stuff but the longer i stay in the industry the coaches that i respect and the coaches that I've worked with, there is no fucking way that they can be 24-7. And there's no there's no way that clients ever expect you to be 24-7. And when you take time off, when you close down your mental tabs, when you can, you know, uh, have the ability to not open platforms and all this kind of stuff, like you will come out as a better coach because you'll be a rested person. And also as a business owner, you'll be able to bring up ideas and start to explore stuff because you've got some white space. So... Yeah, this one, I feel like this one got a little bit fiery um, because this has been fueled by some conversations I'm having with some mentees right now. Um, But I think it's just a really valuable thing because I think this 24-7 support coach has morphed into always being available. And it ain't it, guys. It's not fucking it. So check yourself, 110% check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. All right, team. It was lovely to share this episode and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.